Welcome to episode four of Encountering the Once again, I am Jacob Foreman, aka Sunshine. I'm here with Orion Crook, LPC in Atlanta, Georgia, on a really gorgeous spring day. Yet again. Yet again. We're gonna have windows open. You might even hear a truck drive by. Be warned. Birds. Birds have been loud and proud. I spent almost three hours hiking a couple days ago, spent a lot of yesterday outside helping one of our friends work on his bus that he is turning into a full fantasy, gorgeous housing moment. Planning to spend all day tomorrow in the garden, getting my hands in the dirt, planting some seeds that I've got going right over here in the corner. And... Really what I've been appreciating the most about this weather is as the season changes and as it becomes warmer, I really just want to be outside and I want to be mobile and I just want to do more things. And it's really a time where I feel so incredibly creative and it really alters the way that I interact with everything around me. Truly that I think that is like actually the weather is deep like I wake up it's sunny people like how are you I'm like sunny if I wake up and it's gray and wet it's not that I don't want to like come for the gray wet days like I get it we love it I know some of you really love it I also do some of you might even live in Seattle which is a choice Um, so it is deep the weather actually is really deep and maybe we'll do a whole episode about that Maybe. Maybe. But for now, we are continuing the trend from last week whenever we talked about things that make it more difficult for us to have awareness. And we are also building on a conversation we had two episodes ago whenever we talked about... Awareness. Awareness itself. (laughs) And how part of awareness is just being aware of our triggers and what makes us reactive. And so in this episode, we're going to build on those things and turn the discussion towards the ways that we can be closer to awareness and have more awareness. Yeah, Truly, what to do when you realize that you are dysregulated, triggered, reactive, right? When you're having that birth of mental health, that moment of awareness, here's some things that you can do next. Welcome to this week's episode. Let's go. Well, I could simply start off by just reminding you that if you are really struggling to have awareness and, and pay attention and 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 you can't even get to the what now, that I would encourage you to accept that, to have compassion for that, to be with that, to really remember that this conversation is maybe a few minutes later, maybe a few moments later, where you've come back into awareness two or three times and then you have a little bit more emotional freedom to do something. Absolutely. And also that the awareness that we have can be trained and that it is a continual practice that we work on and become more comfortable and familiar with. It is a lifelong practice of influencing those states, accepting those states when we're there and growing a practice of being able to do something and gain that emotional freedom to do more and more and really grow and flex that muscle 
from when you are awareness to do the next thing. We thought maybe we'd talk about how we are aware of this podcast and how we are aware of other information that we are consuming because you're listening to this podcast right now. What are you doing? What are you aware of? Often I find myself listening to the podcast in the bath. Uh, It's a place where I can really dive in, be present, and also know that my body is getting this nice warm treatment, which helps me stay present in my core. Usually when I am listening to this podcast, I am hunched over my computer with my headphones in, furiously finding... (laughs) 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 Audio to... Um, usually from Rogue Jury, you should find them on Spotify, SoundCloud, everywhere else. Um, but typically with other podcasts, especially information that I listen to multiple times, one thing that I'll do is put it on my speaker in my bedroom, turn off my lights and just lay in my bed and absorb it. Um, I definitely have a tendency, especially with things that are not right in front of me and things that aren't visual to let my mind wander and or to get fixated on a single point. And so I find that whenever I just let everything be still and whenever I am not visually stimulated and just let sounds come to me, that it sort of sinks in in a different way that lets me not judge it, not criticize it as it comes, but just move with it. I think of the podcast in the way that I think of what happens in the therapy room a lot is you're not supposed to get everything I say. You're not supposed to take it all in. You're not supposed to hold it. You take 20, 30%. Great. I think that this podcast would be a great thing to listen to when you are triggered, when you're having that moment of awareness and you're like, Oh gosh, like, can you get to this podcast, put it on and put on an episode and have a therapist voice whispering in your ear all the things about awareness, dysregulation, and eventually soothing. Also, I mean, a lot of people I know listen to podcasts while they're driving, while you mm-hmm. are on your way to work. In the morning is one of my favorites. It's like I, my brain's kind of getting on. I'm in and out of it, but it's I like being talked to in the morning. I like being talked to in the morning, too. I like being talked to in the morning and the evening. In the middle of the day, I, I don't like being talked to. Um, but also if you are doing this while you're doing other activities or while you're not reactive, maybe see what practices you can experiment with as you're listening to this podcast that help you have awareness of it. Maybe see what things actually do make you more or less aware of what we're saying and also more or less aware of how you feel as we're saying them. So right now, what do you feel in your body? What's comfortable? Where's the tension? Can you move to just tuning into your body? The five senses? What does it feel like around you? What do your clothes feel like? The way you're sitting, the way you're standing, the weight? What are the noises beyond my voice? What do you see? What's the most pleasant thing in the room? Can you feel that? Can you connect with it? Is this something that maybe you'd want to practice when you realize that you're triggered, realize that you're in a reaction, you're dysregulated, right? 
You want me to go on to taste and smell, huh? <laughs> All five senses, Mama. Actually, we could get into the six and the sevens and the eights. Where are your arms? Are you balanced? How hot is it? Is there a spirit in the room? Woo. Thank you for taking a few moments to become more aware of what's around you, of how you're feeling, of how your body feels, of how you're thinking. How would you say that we could become more aware of our surroundings and how we're interacting with them? I like to think of enhancing it. So if we're talking about feeling, it's not just feel the clothes, but actually then start rubbing it, right? Like increasing it, right? There was a period of time where I carried mints in my fanny pack and I would kind of throw a mint in my mouth when I realized that I was triggered. And so I think the act of me enhancing it, working with it and actually creating like a practice with it, practicing it. So in that you're saying, you know, not necessarily becoming aware of new things, by becoming more aware of certain things, which in a moment of reactivity might mean becoming more aware of our cognitive distortions, becoming more aware of whatever grounds us, becoming more aware of our bodies, not necessarily trying to find new things to turn our attention toward, but just more firmly grounding ourselves in the things that are grounding us and bringing us back to our bodies. Yes, I think there's two things there that I can note that are happening. One is, I like to think of it as turning on the frontal lobe, right? If you're in this reptilian central part of your brain, right, in this kind of panicky state or something's going on, the, the reaction, we wanna get in your frontal lobe, right? So whether you're writing, right, whether you're moving through space and time, whether you're playing with your balance and stretching, your brain is now thinking, where am I gonna stand in the room? Do I put this pillow under my body? Um, you're looking around the room, okay, let me look at all the things that are green, right? Actually, you're turning on your frontal lobe, right? By the thinking, by any sort of engagement that might seem really like low level, but that is actually pulling you out. Another piece of what's happening is we're turning our awareness, part of our awareness, towards other things. So it's actually, I like to think of it as we talked about in the past, like this idea of 1% of you, oh gosh, I'm triggered, right? That second part of you says, I need to do something, right? That's two, 3% of you now are there. Now the third, fourth, fifth percent might say, okay, let me focus on colors in the room. And then you start naming them. Okay, so now your brain is turning on the color section, look around the room section, and now we maybe have about eight or 7% of you there doing this work. And so in some sense, it's actually a piece of just, getting parts of you and in that act for however few seconds if you're really in it or maybe it's a little bit longer is doing something else right so in those moments your body's still on the chemicals but you're not you're not focusing into the 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 reactive realms let's zoom in a little bit here and talk specifically about one specific sense that you've gotten good at being more aware of. Because I think that it's easy to talk very generally about getting in touch with senses. 
But I'm curious for you, what is the sense that you, as you pull a... Oh my god, you're so right. As you pull a tag out of your pocket. You probably literally just triggered my brain to think about this thing that I do, which is I cut lots of tags off of shirts. I collect them. If you have any, bring them to me. And um, I put them in my pockets and I play with them. And about probably now a year and a half ago, two years ago, I just got a lot more comfortable with it, especially with the conversations around like STEM toys and toys that help us um, fidget toys. And I was like, I use these as fidget toys and, and gave myself permission to start playing with them. And even nowadays, I play with them in front of clients and I just let myself not feel like I need to hide it. And it is soothing and it is something. And I mean, some days I will literally play with a tag till my fingers are sore for nearly hours on end. How long have you been doing this? My assumption is that the teddy bear that the teddy bear that I was give you saw that regression into childhood. My teddy bear, <laughs> my teddy bear, my teddy bear that I was given to pretty much when I was born had this little tag on it, and I know it. And actually, two tags a really rough, gross one, and this really soft, soothing, gentle one. But the noise. And I believe just like sucking thumb and there's like nowadays they have like taggy blankets that are blankets with tags all the way around. And it's like, you know, a trend that it's just something I grew into. And I noticed I did with my shirts. Then friends in high school started like cutting them off shirts and made literally actually like just would give me and like bags of gifts. There'd be tags. (laughs) I love this. I especially love it because it's something that I actually feel like I didn't know about you until relatively recently and one thing that I really love about you is that you have this knack for picking up, starting, getting really into trends and just like seeing how they feel and then transitioning out of them. So I think in my head, this is this was something that you, you know, this is like w- one of the latest Orion trends. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> Sorry if that triggered any of our listeners. <laughs> uh, in my head, this was just another one of those items in the things over the past few years that I've noticed you sort of start and get other people into and then transition out of. So it's really interesting to hear that this is not one of those new things. No, this one's really personal and uh, about me um, in many ways. And as you're asking that question... I don't think of this as something that I pull out when I'm triggered. I am aware that it soothes me. I am aware it feels good. I do notice that I do it when I'm just kind of sitting there or on days that I do feel a little bit more irked. Like I I do pull them out of my pocket more. And I could, I could start saying to my brain, hey, when you are triggered, when you're, you have that moment, that birth of mental health, go get a tag, go pull it out, right? And it's not necessarily fully that the tag is actually doing all the work, but it's me going and get that tag. It's me doing the tag. It's me focusing and then me trying to be with the tag. And then it might be that I get sucked back into the spirals and 30 seconds later, I'm like, oh, what am I doing? Oh, I'm playing with the tag, right? And it might actually help pull me out. And that's why a lot of this, these things by doing something, yes, by straying, laying on the floor and putting your feet up might actually help you come back in awareness because you're like, why am I doing this pose or journaling, right? You might be like, wait, I'm sitting here with a pen in my hand, like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm journaling. And so these these activities actually help pull us back into awareness. In that there was both the action of moving toward the tag, which seemed to be sort of acting as this way of 
just that movement toward it consoling you when you recognize it. And then also the tag being this marker for when you notice that you're doing something that you didn't actually notice that you're doing, but by noticing that you're doing it, you realize that something else is going on. Yeah. And so that makes me think of, for me in relationships, in any sort of relationships, I will notice myself doing things for other people. So I will notice myself sort of like being of service for someone. Cleaning is one way that I do that a lot or helping with everyday tasks. And I will notice that I'm doing that. And that will be a signal to me of how I feel about someone where I will like not even consciously recognize that I'm spending time or like with someone who I really respect or, you know, admire and then I will notice myself doing these sort of like small service things for them and be like, oh, okay, this is how I feel about this person. And here we have an example of you being triggered, but not necessarily in this often negative way, right? We're actually just talking about something in in reality is triggering a part of you to say, I like this person, I want to help, right? Mm-hmm. And even in that, you can you still want to train awareness. You still want to... And then what do you do with that awareness is up to you, right? Maybe that's less the you're dysregulated and in and, and what we might call negative experiencing, you're in positive experiencing, uh, which is something we will get to later in the episodes of the podcast. But that, what do you want to do, right? Maybe that's a time where you, you express your gratitude and you start to train yourself. Or maybe you just sounds like honor that, oh, wow, I do feel something for this person. Yeah, and I think that it is still really, I've noticed that it is still really important for me to be aware of that. Because it does allow me to possibly, you know, offer some gratitude towards someone. But it does also really offer me the chance to actually evaluate what my relationship with that person is. And then actually be more intentional about how I'm showing up for them or how I'm allocating my time or doing these other things. It is still a moment of me being able to then actually make other decisions, which again, going back to what we talked about with awareness as like the birth of mental health, being that because it allows you to make other decisions, it still, as I'm saying this, like operates in the same way where that awareness of me feeling positively towards someone then allows me to be more intentional about the ways that I interact with them and what how I speak to them, what I do for them. And I can sense the way that you've, trained yourself to be aware when you're in that helper mode when you're in that place and you're like you know there's almost like a sense that i was like oh you kind of wake up when you're like oh i'm doing this helping thing again i'm doing the dishes i'm cleaning the house i'm organizing yeah i and i will also even notice whenever i'm not doing those things for that person which also then acts as a point for me to be aware of things that might have shifted in our relationship so i will then notice moments where at some other time I was offering support for this person or I was offering to clean or, and not even always offering, but I was just doing it. And then I will notice that I'll have other moments that are similar where I don't want to. I don't ask if they want me to, or I just don't. Then those moments also sort of act as this marker for me where I can say, Hey, this similar thing happened before And I responded where, like, I really wanted to help this person out. And now in this similar situation, I don't want to. And that then is a a moment where I then can look back and say, what has shifted? 
clearly something has shifted because I'm acting differently. So what shifted and why? I'm going to throw a curveball in here. I'm still aware and stuck at all the things we can do when we become aware that we're dysregulated, when we're reactive, right? There is a plethora of things. And so kind of given this tag example, what are some things now that you know you like, that you know that you get into? And those can rotate. You can do some now and in a few months you try new things. But what's something you could say, hey, brain, when you are having the birth of mental health, here's one, two things you could do. You could go water your plants. You can go get a glass of cold water, right? And, and that's actually really beautiful. You can do anything. Oh, okay, not anything. That's real back. That's cognitive distortion. You can do so many things. You get to be so creative in that moment. What is actually going to be most beneficial now, right? Based upon the trigger, based upon how deep you are, right? Is it getting in a hot shower? Is it going outside and touching the ground? Is it going in, you know... Maybe it's let's back it up and it's just as simple as pulling a tag out of your pocket and going, erker, erker, erker. yeah. And I think that it really is important. You know, there's one aspect that we've been talking to, which is this creative aspect of finding new things, um, new ways to comfort ourselves, new ways to be aware. But I appreciate you saying that because there are already so many things that bring us toward awareness that we might not identify as such that we might not really, you know, think of as this tool for mental health, but that are that (laughs) being in the sun is another big thing for me. You know, that's why I love this time of year so much. I just know that if I am having a bad day, if I am spiraling for literally almost any reason, If I can just go sit in the sun for 15 minutes without my phone, I'm going to feel so much better. And go spiral in the sun. like, And yeah, put your phone down. And I think that it's not you're going to go outside and be like, I'm better. You're going to go outside and possibly keep spiraling and keep getting pulled in. But what you're doing in those cycles of awareness is coming back in, right? And trying to be with the sun, enjoy the sun, right? We, We really talk about connecting, feeling it, feeling, turning on that connection nerve in you that feels like you and the sun are one. And it's like the more you can dig into that sense of like, connection that's actually going to help calm you but so that act is something that's going to help you in that cycle of coming into awareness and then getting sucked back in and coming back in and out while the chemicals inside you start to fade off right till you can start to say okay yeah wow i'm able to hold awareness for a lot longer right um and i'm less reactive right it's still there but you've helped bring yourself down unfortunately vitamin d does not magically transform all of my problems. I really wish it did. <laughs> I, I, there's a part of me. I'm so excited to even the way that you brought in awareness of a trigger that isn't necessarily negative, right? You're helping someone, right? And, and sure, we can get into the depth of that and where that comes from and whatever. But I think that there's so many things we become aware of that are patterns or way that we work that ultimately, you know, trigger, I think, is a very common word today and we often do associate it with the negative but even this like i'm sitting here feeling triggered because we talked about the other side of this work the mental health the good stuff yeah you're feeling connected with someone and that triggers you to help them and clean their stuff and to do their dishes and and there's such a conversation and i guess i'm just naming like that excites me so much yeah that excites me as well because i mean especially with the word trigger I'm hesitant to use it sometimes because it does have such a negative connotation. 
but I enjoy it because at its most fundamental level, like the actual definition of the word is just something that causes something else. And so I have definitely tried for myself over the past couple of years to reimagine that word, not just in a negative context. And that I think also is part of what has allowed me to also be more aware of the positive triggers in my life and be more aware of the things that do spark this sort of gratitude for me and being able to more precisely and more clearly understand those things allows me to better manipulate that balance. The emotional freedom, right? To realize your emotional compass where you're at. And the other pieces that's so important for us to hold is also when you feel neutralized, when you feel dissociated, when you feel detached, floaty, cloudy. There's also awareness there to say, oh, I'm having a dissociative reaction, right? And I believe, as we've spoken before, the work there is to come into your body, right? And to, to actually tune in, right? Not necessarily to soothe per se, but maybe that's a good time to get up and go for a walk, to wash your face with cold water. And to and I just, it's so important for us to hold the numbing uh, experience and dissociative experience as a reaction as well and to train awareness around that. Definitely. The remember the things that will, what you try to not want to do or maybe what you want to do is have awareness to your judging side your solving side or the part of you that's therapizing and analyzing why am i like this why they're like this right you're trying to figure it all out be weary of those sides but part of what you can do if you're really in a reaction have awareness of those just watch them right that objective observer so that can be something one of these micro coping things that you do that doesn't necessarily help soothe you but it helps keep you having awareness to say wow there's that part of me judging me saying oh here i am being a reactive again here i am right there's the adrenaline there's my hot blood there's the part of me trying to figure it all out right what does orion say what did jacob say do not try to solve your life when you are triggered when you are reactive right you're going to probably do or try to do it anyways but just try to watch that side, say, there's that part of me solving, trying to figure it all out, figure out what I'm going to do. So the awareness of these parts of us that are that are the parts of us in reactivity. How would you feel about me cutting all of that out? Um, I trust your process was kind of one of my first responses. I think that truth is... What I do in this office is I repeat things again and again and again. And in podcast culture, that's not really how it works. Uh, you know, while at the same time, how many of you heard that in episode one, right? Or episode two, you know, part of this is you want to hear it again and again. And how many of you who heard it internalized it? Yeah. And it stuck with you. And maybe you heard it a different way. And that's why, yeah, literally I spend months and sometimes years with people and shit that feels like I say so often doesn't stick for so long and it and you know and and I uh, some part of me is like that's the beauty of the work right you're not supposed to get all this podcast you're not supposed to hear it all but you will take what works for you and where it is and maybe you'll come back and retune in and get what you need one more moment of awareness what does it feel like right now in your body? Now that you've listened to this podcast, have you done anything different? How is the cycles of awareness through this podcast stimulated? How have you held on to them? And just one more final check-in. How are you feeling? And can you notice the things around you and use your senses? 
thank you for listening to episode four of encountering the core for core oh my god we rhyme how many more times is that gonna happen i don't know don't feel like thinking about it right now once again jacob here and ryan we always 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 love feedback go to orionpsychotherapy.org for more information about orion's therapy practice and a huge ever-growing resource guide and the guidebook that we sometimes mention we did in this episode but we do in others she mentioned it (laughs) and any all questions can be sent to orion psychotherapy at gmail.com we love to hear them i'm going to say now even before i do it that all the music in this episode is from rogue jury a local atlanta dj who is stunning yeah almost like music producer too like actually makes the beats yeah trained composer um so actually came to djing from composing um so yeah if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you have any criticism, stories, jokes, haikus, send we them our way. We actually got a whole email from Hero, and it really affected this week's episode. Yeah, thank you, Hero. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being aware and sharing that awareness. Until next time. If you only knew how many things we cut out, honey. <laughs> <laughs>